on this episode of Why Watch That. You have made a musical where the climax doesn't contain a song. And it's a glaring flaw. I just cannot get over it. They are talking their way through the climax. Oh my gosh. And, and you know why they're doing that? Because you got actors who can't sing. And Wait, that's fine. Critic, the vein in your forehead? <laughs> I'm concerned about it. Now, I will have to say, the reason why it's getting all of this is because it's out of time. Yeah. Meaning, it will literally, there's throwback to the old Hollywood musical. No one's been able to do that. Why Watch That as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. Presented by Dynamic Network. The Why Watch That Talk. It's no secret, listeners, and we know you love it every year. This is our fourth annual. Oh. Annual. <laughs> our fourth annual Oscar predictions. Yes. Mm. The crowd goes wild. We do this every year. The critic and I go through the list, and we don't go through the entire list, so don't worry. This isn't going to be a three and a half hour event like the Oscars will be. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel is not here. <laughs> But we do we, we do have to say we have an opinion about movie making. We also have an opinion about what others think movie making is. Yes. And if you track our record, you can probably listen to our 1.0, but especially last year, we were pretty spot on as far as what we thought the Academy, the Academy would like. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, if you don't know, everybody, the Oscars will be on your TV Sunday, February 26th. So, you know, this is our Valentine to you. We're, we're sending you love, Oscar yes. style. <laughs> Oscar style. So, um, and just one more thing before we get started on this list. All of these movies either are currently in the theaters or are available on DVD um, somewhere or streaming somewhere. Yeah. So, please get in on that if you want to rush to see what to watch to prepare you for the Oscars. So... Let us begin. Cue the Oscar music. I don't even know what is, how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start with, um, we're going to work our way backwards. Not saying that this is the least important, but as far as the Oscar uh, hoopla goes, this category is more or less thrown in the middle of the awards. And we're talking about screenplays. And we've had some pretty, some stiff competition this year. Pretty strong content. We're going to start with the best original screenplay. Now, what that means is that this was the concept. Everything started with the screenplay. Didn't start as a novel. Didn't start as a movie or, you know, anything else. It started with the screenplay and the screenwriter. So the list this year is... Hello, High Water. Uh, yeah. La La Land. Yeah. The Lobster. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. And 20th Century Women's. 
women. <laughs> so, this, wow. I mean, the surprise here is the lobster, I think. Yeah, Ref. absolutely. Yeah. And that's on Amazon right now, Prime. If you if you have that, you might want to rush to see that to say, because you haven't heard a lot about it. Yeah, and that's with um, Colin Farrell and others. And um, Rachel Weisz. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, for me, just for me, let me t- talk about me. We'll talk about what they're going to do. For me, in this category, I'd have to go with Manchester by the Sea, but it's very tight competition, yeah. Yeah. in my opinion. I think 20th century women, it is about the writing and the acting, um, especially dialogue-wise. Um, yeah. Hello, high water. Hey. You know, <laughs> look, the, rattle, the rattlesnake for a waitress. That I will never forget. <laughs> oh, man. I told you about that. <laughs> yeah, and then La La Land. I'll get to La La Land later. So Okay. What's your pick? For me, I would go with Manchester. The Academy. This is going to be tricky. It's either going to be La La Land or Manchester. I agree. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with my pick as well as Manchester by the Sea. We we have an extensive extensive interview with Kenny with Kenneth Lonerman on site. So if you want to listen to that and how he created how he made the concept with that. And that's the from way, the New York Film Festival. Yeah, yeah, from New York Film Festival. You go to the site to see that. The way it's actually mapped out, I have to, I do I have to give it to Manchester, and I think the Academy's going to recognize it. I think it'll be a surprise. Yeah, it, amazing writing. Yeah. Moving on to Best Adapted Screenplay. Now, again, this is when it's based on a novel. It could be based on a song. It could be based yeah. on an article or a nonfiction book. It, it, anything. A play, uh, yeah. Or play in this instance. We have Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, Moonlight. Mm. Now, wow. this is the best adapted screenplay, meaning this piece was a best da- adapted for the screen, for the, te- for the film. Yeah. I know what I want to have happen. Mm. I think Fences is very strong here. It, yeah, it, that's my preference out of all of these scripts. I think they may give it to Moonlight. Uh, those are the two, uh, in my opinion. Those are the two. I would go with Moonlight. I would go with Moonlight. And I'll tell you why. Moonlight, there's a little less to work with. Now, the, the other ch- there's an opposite challenge going on. Moonlight, you've got to beef it up because what it's based on isn't as fully fleshed out. But Fences, you've got to edit it. That's the question when it comes to Fences. So if you're going from play for Fences to the screen, what do you choose? How does that work? So it, it's two difficult tasks that are opposing. Um, so as long as one of these wins, I'm fine. <laughs> That's what so I'm saying. So your official pick. Your official pick and the Academy's official pick for you, in your opinion. I, I'm gonna go with Moonlight. I'm gonna go with Moonlight. Yeah. Ooh, oh, oh, okay. I mean, I, this is a tough one, but okay. Yeah, it is. It is. Moving on. Let's move our way um, through this. Let's talk about best supporting, and that is in two uh, categories: actor and actress. Mm. We will start with ladies first. Best yeah. supporting actress we have Viola Davis from Fences, Naomi Harris from Moonlight, Nicole Kidman from Lion, Octavia Spencer from Hidden Figures, and Michelle Williams 
from Manchester by the Sea. Can I just say, this is a category for the ages. Oh, yeah, it is. This is the power-packed category. This is the category if you win in late like Beyonce did on the Grammys, okay? <laughs> I mean, each of these performances is definitely deserving yeah. of the nomination. For me, I'm going to put this in order. Okay, I'm going to just put it in order right quick. I think at the fifth spot for me, and this is very close, the fifth spot for me is Nicole Kidman from Lion. Mm-hmm. Very close. Fourth spot, Octavia Spencer from Hidden Figures. Very close. Third spot, this is where it starts getting real tough. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my eyebrows are raised. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to do a little trick. It's tied for second. I'm going to give a tie to Naomi Harris and Michelle Williams. Well, you know what? I'll give it to Na- Naomi Harris slightly over Michelle. Okay, and- I was gonna, I was going to do what uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Courtney B. Allen did, did in uh, O.J. Simpson. Pick a side! <laughs> and number one, obviously, is Viola for me from Fences. Uh, that's the one that stands out the most, in my opinion. Do I think the Academy will award her? I think so, finally. I mean, how could they not? Yeah, she's swept. She's been sweeping. I'm going to go with the Academy will go to Viola Davis. I will also give it to Viola Davis, but I do have to do a very strong shout out to the three-day shoot of yeah. Naomi Harris that w- that played three different ages. Yeah, She played a young mother, a mother of a teenager, and an old woman, and she had to do the shoot in three days. Yeah. Oh, come on now. Let's, it's so... I mean, this category... Let's hey, just not. <laughs> I, look, you give it to Naomi, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be mad at that. I mean, no, you know. Viola's gonna give it, and yeah. I also... But Naomi is a very strong honorable mention. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go with supporting actor. We have Mahershala Ali for Moonlight, Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water, Lucas <laughs> Hedges for Manchester by the Sea, Neff mm-hmm. Patel for Lion, and Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. Uh, yeah. Uh, here, I've seen everything except I know, I know. I even I even have access to Nocturnal Animals. I just haven't gotten to it yet, so I can't attest to Michael Shannon's performance. Dev Patel, um, you heard what I had to say in the review about that. It was strong, but there was a lot of lamenting so i i just i need more than that lucas hedges we called that we talked about manchester by the sea at the new york film festival way last year and we said hey look out for this kid totally deserving he deserves to be here yeah jeff bridges i mean come on it's jeff bridges and he's in his element put him in the south (laughs) put him put him in a sheriff's outfit give him a gun have him chase somebody and give him witty lines that are borderline racist. Jeff Bridges <laughs> is going to pull it off because he's so likable. Yeah. You know, he can yeah. say anything. And, and excellent timing. Excellent timing. I have to say that the award will go to, and my personal award will go to Mahershala Ali in Moonlight. He plays a, just, a juxtaposition. He is a juxtaposition. He's a paradox yes. in this. And he played it so wonderfully. I completely concur. And I will say, because I did see Nocturnal Animals, we did review it, Ref. Uh, Michael Shannon is Michael Shannon. Like, Michael Shannon is going to give you a wonderful performance, uh, but, like, nominating him up, whatever. 
<laughs> like, see, what happened is they ran out of people to nominate. So then you go, well, Michael Shad is always good. Yeah, Let's yeah. give him to him for that. I have a lot of reservations with that movie, though. Um, Death to tell you said, but the top three definitely Mahershala, Jeff Bridges, Lucas Hedges. Mahershala, I agree, should win, will win. Oh, that's strong language. Let's move on to let's skip the actors and move on to best director. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because we are performers, so we could save the you know that for the last best director. Now we got so we have surprise. Yes. Because we didn't think he'd be headed back to the Academy anytime soon. But we're talking about Mel Gibson, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. And, you know, Mel Gibson obviously has had his personal problems in the past. But I have, you guys know as listeners, um, I don't know about the critic, but I am a huge fan of Mel Gibson's directing. I think it, he has a great eye. He has an amazing sense of um, playing evil versus good. It, he, he he doesn't he doesn't too much humanize the evil. It is definitely a cinematic experience every time you watch a Mel Gibson movie, and I like that about it. It's very simple storytelling, and Hackshaw Ridge was no exception. When you whenever you have to work with um, sweeping, sweeping, sweeping numbers of extras and get them to do what they need to do around explosives and shootout and fightout scenes, Mel Gibson is your guy, really. So I think this is well deserved here. Um, we have Damien uh, Chazelle, La La Land. Is that a surprise? No. No, no. We have Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. We have Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea, which actually, if you again, if you listen to our interview, it or not interview, but him speaking about it, it was a surprise that he was going to direct it. Yeah. And then we have, obviously, Dennis um, Villeneuve. Vill- How do you say his last name? Uh, Denis Villeneuve, yeah. Oh, did he, oh, he's French. Yeah. Um, um, for Arrival. That's right. And, you know, for Kenneth Lonergan, this is his first time directing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, he's now he's a seasoned writer. But, yeah. I mean, that's enough. And it's well-deserved. You know, I think that this is a strong category as well. I think that Mel Gibson definitely is an, a director with chops. You cannot deny that. Hacksaw Ridge, to me, though, is... Um, a superhero movie. <laughs> That's really what it is. Yeah. If you if you watch it, Arrival. You know that I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, again, I'm skipping La La Land until we get the best picture. I'm not saying anything. Manchester by the Sea, great. Moonlight, definitely. Now for me, I'm giving it to Mr. Barry Jenkins. Yeah, it has to go to him it has because to. not only technically but also tracking those characters, those yes. actors, casting those performances, it, performances, directing them. Like you said, it wasn't a long shoot. Hey, I, I just think that he he knocked it out of the park on so many different levels. If you have to give it... Now, we've had some amazing directors of color to come through here. Those that were honored and given nominations and those who were not. And we know that we both love 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. And he unfortunately did not. And by that, we mean Steve McQueen. Yeah. Um, did not get Best Director. We also had Ava DuVernay for Selma, who wasn't even nominated. Mm-hmm. Barry Jenkins. May, if Whether you agree with, you know, if, whether you're like, oh, that was, that was just, it felt like an indie movie. I, I, I don't care. He had to deal with three different sets of actors. Yeah. And that, I tell you what, it's a streamline movie. 
There was no extra fluff, no like downtime where you just sort of like, okay, let's get through this scene. And I could say with all of those movies that I've seen, there were a couple scenes that you're like, okay, come on, let's get through it. La La Land, Manchester even, Hackshaw, definitely a rival for me. Barry Jenkins deserves this award and he will get it. Oh, you see, I think that Damien Chazelle, he might come sneak in and steal it for La La Land. I think La La Land will do something else. Okay. And we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Yep. Moving on to Best Actor and Best Actresses. Again, we'll go with ladies first. No, let the men go first. Oh. We've got, uh, well, who do we have in Best Actor category? Okay, so we have Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea. Andrew, uh-huh. Andrew Garfield, uh, not, now not playing Spider-Man, playing another superhero in Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, oh, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Gosling in La La Land. Because Viggo Mortensen, yeah. the captain, fantastic, and Mr. Denzel Washington Fences. There you go. Um, okay. Ryan Gosling, to me, is overrated. He doesn't deserve yeah. a nomination. I don't understand it. <laughs> I mean, I like Ryan Gosling, but I-, I don't understand this at all. Ryan Gosling, in the ex- in the right role, in the right movie, is perfect. Like, he has lots of skills as an actor. We know this, but not here. Um, Andrew Garfield, to me, was good. um, But no. Now, (laughs) we have the final three. Yeah, and we're not going to agree on some of this, I can tell you. Look, we both loved Viggo Mortensen and Captain Fantastic. We called it as, I mean, this was a random movie that we saw. (laughs) It was like June. It was June of last year. And we were like... This was so good. Go see it. Oh my god. And for it to have this to have legs come out of nowhere, Vigo's yeah, not Hey, I say that you know, this is this is a nomination for the whole movie, and Vigo definitely deserves it. It's the right role for him and a, it is a career defining for, performance for him. I agree. Hey. I agree. And I got to speak with Vigo and with Matt Ross for that. And literally and that's the director writer, Matt and, Ross. And the director writer, Matt Ross, got to sit down and I'm not even talking about interview. We were fraternizing <laughs> in in um, you know, at a special event for Captain Fantastic to get people aware of the fact that it exists. And they were not, to be honest, they were like, We're gonna do the best that we can, but we're not expecting, you know, anything and for him to get Nominated. I'm just gonna say that, like Naomi Cam or Naomi Cam, Naomi Harris, this for me is a strong honorable mention. Yes, but he's not gonna get it. No. So we're down to Casey Affleck and Denzel Washington, the front runners. Um, okay. Right, yeah. Let me let me say who I think is gonna win. I think it'll be Casey Affleck, mm-hmm. but this is very close now. In Manchester by the Sea, this is the role for Casey Affleck. I, I like it's a perfect fit for him. It uses all of his attributes as an actor in the right places, in the right ways. Denzel Washington, to me, directing himself, <laughs> you yeah, know. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. And he knows August Wilson's work. You can see it. You can feel it. Um, was I blown away? Is this one of, I think, one of his best performances ever? No, but it's definitely solid work and commendable work. But I will say, I think my favorite performance is Vigo's. <laughs> I yes, think so. too. Out of all of these, isn't that crazy? Yeah. You know, it's... So, listeners, 
listen to our pick of the week. We'll just have to tell you. We, we'll say that. Yes. Okay, so I, we're I'm moving gonna on. Go with, I'm going to go with mm-hmm. Vigo is my favorite performance. You know how I feel about Casey Affleck. I think he is a very particular taste of acting that you have to acquire. And I agree with you, this was the best fit for him. But I do have to say, I think the Academy is going to surprise us as the SAGs did, as his peers did, Denzel's peers. They're going to go with Denzel on this. Yeah, and... and Because it's going to mean something more than Training Day. It's going to mean more than the first. It's going to mean... It's a lot going on for August Wilson, too. So I'm going to say that'll be a great cap to Black History Month. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it, I won't be surprised if Denzel wins. They're not only because of the reasons why he deserves to win, but also because there's some things going on with K- Casey Affleck that might harm him when it comes to winning this award outside of acting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We don't have to mention that. No. Um, Did you know part one? You know what? It has been such a long time, but we are back to. Did you know? Oh my goodness, we haven't done it at all this year. I know, or it's been, I don't remember the last time we have, but anyway. I'm it fine. was like in October. So, <laughs> sorry, listeners. Yeah, well, up. But here we are, and this is a special birthday, did you know? This, this well known and beloved performer was born on Valentine's Day. Oh. And, and he or she. Here, here's what it is. Well, you'll know from which gender, from what I'm going to say. Has two major films coming up. One, probably later this year, she's playing Athena Shakur in All Eyes on Me. And next year, in 2018, she's playing Okoye in Black Panther. Now, I say to you, Ref, who is this wonderful, wonderful actress? Dum, dum, dum. This episode of Why Watch That is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of audiobooks for download to your computer, phone, and MP3 player. Sign up today to try Audible free for 30 days and get a free audiobook of your choice. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash why watch that to get your free audiobook now and to support our show. Did you know? Part two. We are back. Ref, what say you? Who is that based on those clues? Okay, so I'm so sorry. It's so terrible because it's either going to be Lupita. I <laughs> see. Now no, that's no. A, and no. it's not. Nope. So it's got to be The Walking Dead's. Um, didn't they? Uh oh. Uh, yeah, but that's good. Denai Guerrero. Deny, deny Guerrero. I, I was like, is it Denai Guerrero? <laughs> yes, she is amazing. I'm so excited to see her in the Black Panthers. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Plus, the reason we're doing this, The Walking Dead is back. If you missed it, everybody. Oh my gosh. Okay, so just make sure that you hold on to your hats and your skirts and your pants because only only God knows what's going to happen. So deny. We're looking forward to the rest of this season. We're looking forward to what's coming up very soon for you this year and next year. Ooh, happy birthday tonight. Back to Why Watch That. Best actress, we have Isabelle Huppert for Elle. 
which you called that a a while back, um, or at least brought attention to it. Ruth Nega in Loving, Natalie Portman in Jackie, Emma Stone, La La Land, and Meryl Streep as Florence Foster Jenkins. So, so Ref, tell us what do you, what do you think about? Okay, so here's the thing: Isabel has been upsetting things, yeah. so it's been going back and forth between Emma and Isabel. Um, and again, I, here's what I think will happen: I'll say that Meryl Streep, to me, that was one of Meryl Streep's best performances. Mm. I know, I know, I just the amount of talent that I know goes into her singing. Like she really, she's really serious about her singing in order to sing poorly and off pitch. It's very difficult to do. So I know she had to work very hard to do that. And plus she's just so lovable. She's not going to get it this year. Natalie Portman. Again, we've talked about her performance in Jackie, very um, calculated performance. And you can see the calculations. She's wonderful, but nope, it's not going to go to her. Go to her. Ruth Nega has been getting the you know loving nod from everybody, but she's not going to get it. To me, ra- or, uh, critic, it's going to be down to Isabel and Emma, and I think the Academy's going to go with Emma. Mm, I agree. I think that Emma Stone is going to win this one. Uh, I, for me, this category isn't as strong as I'd like it to be. I have to be honest with everybody. Was somebody um, missing? I, I just think the inventory. I don't um, think there was a lot. Mm-hmm. I think we agreed that someone's missing from 20th century. Well, yes. Uh, look, we all know. Now, look, 20th century women, everybody. It is about the title. We have that. And we have Annette Benning really leading this cast. Leading it in a way. The thing about Annette Benning's acting is sometimes it seems so easy that you miss the difficult the difficulty yeah. level. She makes it look so effortless. So, I, I mean, yeah, we definitely thought she was going to be nominated and she wasn't. Um, out of these five, I again, I think Emma Stone will win. For me, I, I you know, I think I agree with you. I think I would choose Meryl Streep's performance because, you know, some people are saying, Raph, that, oh, this is just another one because it's Meryl Streep. Let me just say something for Meryl Streep right quick and then we can move on. Meryl Streep, I don't care what performance, take a look at it. And what I'd like everybody to think of is this. How would you do it? If Mm. you got this script, would you come up with the stuff she comes up with? And not not even if it's just you. Think of your favorite actor or actress. Think about them getting the script. What would they do? Would they able be able to give us performance after performance after performance where you go, wow, you did your job. Like, you nailed it. And just like you said... This performance here for Florence Foster Jenkins is a difficult thing to execute and yeah. to make it, just like a bidding, to make it look easy. Yeah. Because it's not only bad singing from a singer, but it's also an actor and a singer doing bad singing, acting through the singing. Like, yeah. look, I don't care what anybody has to say, you try it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both agree that Meryl Streep will not get it, but we, we would like for her to do that. This is this is definitely one for the books for her. Yeah. Now, we have to save the biggest, grandest, greatest, most wonderful category for, for the end of this whole deal. We have 10 that we're dealing with here, folks. Yeah. And here are the 10 Best Picture nominees. Uh, Arrival. 
Yes. Fences. Mm. Hacksaw Ridge. Hell or high water. Hidden figures. La la land. Ooh. <laughs> Lion. Manchester by the sea. And moonlight. Ooh. Now again, we felt that Captain Fantastic was strong. A, yes. a strong enough indie to represent the indie world that usually the Academy does. It's not here. No. But we have to contend with what is here. Yes. And I will say for sure what it will not be. Here are my for sure not <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not going to go to Lion. No. Lion's a wonderful movie. It's not going to take it. It's not even going to sneak in. No. Hell or high but water. Watch Lion. Like, watch yeah, it. Yeah, but though. watch it. Definitely. No, now, these... Definitely watch it. Yeah. I could say beyond a shadow of a doubt, 100%, I'll bet you the farm, Arrival will not get it. No. Mm-mm. Hell or High Water won't get it. No. Hacksaw Ridge, it's not going to get it. Nope. Unfortunately, Fences, not going to get it. Mm-mm. So that leaves us with Moonlight, Manchester by the Sea, and La La Land. And Hidden Figures, did you say that? And Hidden Figures, yes. Hidden Figures, another... Hidden Figures been sneaking around. Yeah. Um, I'll go first. Ladies first. Okay. I think it should go to... I think think it should go to Moonlight. It won't. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't about the picture and the statement. Um, Manchester by the Sea could sneak in there but it's not going to hidden figures it really is against the big the highest grossing oscar nomination yet um in this category which is hidden figures which could sneak away with it but we all know what's going to happen yeah it's going to go to la la land and there's the gasp now that, that isn't even a gasp that was more of an exhale of frustration <laughs> look La La Land will win most likely it will look I, we said this in the review we talked about this technically Damien Chazelle is wonderful he's a wonderful director I applaud his skills rhythmically yeah. rhythmically I, the editing flowing from scene to scene I think the music of this movie was wonderful I think the choreography I've said it was smart all of that the colors were yeah. nice yeah. Like all of that, like the planning that went into this movie, it deserves its nominations for the most part, except for Ryan Gosling. And um, I will have to say a side note to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. He he made um, the other movie, uh, what was it? Whiplash. Whiplash, so that he could make La La Land. Yeah. So he actually created La La Land first. Nobody would buy it. So he made Whiplash to get him the clout and the funding for La La Land. How yeah. about I know. And you know what I think about Whiplash. I absolutely loved it. La La Land, though. I said it. And see, I'm trying to be calm. I have said it. You have made a musical where the climax doesn't contain a song. I, it is a glaring flaw. I just cannot get over it. Glaring. They are talking their way through the climax. Oh, my gosh. And and you know why they're doing that? Because you got actors who can't sing. Now, look, and that's fine. Oh, my goodness. And that's fine. Critic, the vein in your forehead, (laughs) I'm concerned about it. 
you know what? I said this movie was very good, but after a while, all the praise, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Please. It, that's one omission. The other thing is, I can't understand everything that you're singing. Oh. This is a musical. Like, and, and look, Emma Stone gets it. I appreciate what she did as a performance. I appreciate it. I understand it. I think Audition, that song, oh, I is love that song. well written, well executed. Ryan Gosling is in an indie movie, and this is not an indie movie, unfortunately. It's a musical. It requires different kinds of performance skills. I'm sorry. You can't underplay a song. It just doesn't work. <laughs> it does not work. You are dancing in the stars. Oh, my goodness. So, it will Critic. Win. And I think everyone should see it. But I just want to throw a little bit of cold water on this movie. Because it's been ridiculous. Now, you know that I think that Moonlight was the best movie of last year. Can I say that you didn't just yeah. throw cold water? It was more like an <laughs> ice storm. <laughs> Well, I am contending with almost the whole world. And I'm speaking for people I know who are out here. I've talked to some of them. Who go, I, I, it was good. Like, okay. <laughs> it was good. Like, what is the big hoopla? I don't know. Well, you know, and you will tell us. But look, man, moon, Moonlight, number one. Manchester, definitely over La La Land for me. Look, I would put Hella High Water, Arrival, Fences, all above it. And oh! I would... I would think about I would think about Lion because half a Lion the first half of Lion I like better than the whole of La La Land oh my goodness now give okay. us the pick I have to end it here <laughs> yeah yeah La La Land's gonna win <laughs> but I your official would, pick I would choose Moonlight <laughs> okay there we go now I will have to say with La La Land the reason why it's getting all of this is because it's out of time yeah. Meaning it will literally, there's throwback to the old Hollywood musical, which no one's been able to do that. Now we've done silent, like you brought up when we were talking earlier, you brought up the fact that the artist did the throwback to the silent film, which was great. And that's what La La Land is doing for the modern, the, the, the past old musical, fusing it with a modern um, sensibility. Yeah. So... It's, it's out of time. It's out of place. No one else is doing it. It's cutting edge. It deserves, you know, a look at. Now, whether or not you want to look at it um, or think it's worth looking at it again and again, that's up to you. Again, my official pick will be that the Academy will honor La La Land. And I think they should, um, but not necessarily as the best. I, not Yeah, not necessarily the best, best, best picture. Though. Yeah, yeah, I can get some other awards. Look, watch it. Watch it. Please, let's right. calm down. Well, this, again, has been such a pleasure, Critic. I'm glad to do this with you every single year. And every single year, we get a reaction like that from you with something that doesn't quite belong. <laughs> I don't think it would be the same if we didn't hear the... If, we didn't, if I didn't see the good old vein popping out of that forehead and the uh, out of the sides of your neck. So, listeners, if you want to check out any of these movies or performances we uh I completely encourage you to do it you can go to your nearest theater or you can go to your nearest streaming uh device or perhaps it's at a red box or something uh along those lines where you can just go pick it up very quickly but we do suggest that you enjoy the movies the academy is asking us to consider and now 
the pick of the week. We've got a special pick of the week for you, and yes, it has been a while since we've done a pick of the week. Oh. And it is in honor of the Oscar nominations and those, hmm, shall we say, movies that have been snubbed as best picture but have some amazing performances. We've got two for you. One being something we've reviewed and we think we think actually is a quite a wonderful movie yeah however the performance in this movie if you listen to this podcast earlier you'll hear our thoughts about meryl streep's performance in florence foster jenkins yes where she plays a high-flipping society woman back in the early 1900s who is a philanthropist who likes to sing. The question is, do other people like to hear her sing? (laughs) And it's based on a true story. Now, to me, the reason why you should definitely go check this out is because Meryl Streep isn't just delivering the Meryl Streep that she does. Of course she does. But she plays a woman who is older, and you'll find out why she has this dream. She has to do it. Mm-hmm. Why that is. But she's playing a woman who cannot sing as a woman who can sing. Yes. As an, as an actual... Meryl Streep is a singer. She can sing and has studied. Well, this woman can't sing at all. <laughs> you need to hear the real footage of Florence. You go check that out on YouTube, and you will give... Uh, Meryl Streep her Academy Award right now so definitely <laughs> definitely check that out yeah and really she she along with Hugh Grant made the movie for me uh, the movie's not perfect everybody you know all of that but you got to just see the work well the other performance we'd like to highlight and you know this is this is no surprise it's in the wonderful film Captain Fantastic oh we can't say it enough and it is Mr. Viggo Mortensen uh, playing maybe the titular ca- character. Maybe he is the Captain Fantastic. <laughs> okay. So look, he plays a father of a bunch of kids. They are living off of the grid. He's educating them himself. There's a reason why they have to go back into civilization. Mm. Okay. And we see the clash of that. And Vigo Mortensen, every moment is honest. You buy him yeah. as this guy. It really defines who he is as an actor. I'm so glad that the Academy uh, nominated him. And, you know, for me, they could have nominated the movie. Oh, I agree with you. So those are picks of the week. You can check them out probably anywhere on iTunes, somewhere on Amazon if you want to rent it. Um, I don't think either of them are streaming as of taping, but free. you can maybe check out a near like a like a, 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 a red box or something like that uh, that's around. But we definitely suggest that you check out those two. From us to you, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.